0: Life reimagined, making the impossible possible. I'm Catherine Mukadu, and I am here with Chrissy May. Good morning. Hello, Chrissy. (laughs) Normally we'd say it's Friday, but it's Saturday. We thought we'd do this on a sunny Saturday morning instead. So we'll be coming to you in your, I guess, your, your live podcast on Sunday morning. We've got a great topic today, and we are going to be talking about three great quick tips to winning with integrity when we are navigating you know competition in any industry and we know competitions out there but i think if i could start off i think that competition is healthy i think it's good for us it drives me crazy let me tell you just one little thing that drives me crazy these days and it happened when my son now my son is 18 he's actually going to be 19 oh my gosh next saturday But here's what I realized in the way that kids are now being indoctrinated, we'll call it, into competition is that everybody wins. Everyone's a winner. And he was playing soccer. He was about, it's when we first came back to Canada, he was five or six and they were having a soccer game. And I grew up with competition and you've grown up with competition Mm -hmm. and here he was playing soccer. And so, you know, my husband said, well, well, who's keeping score? And the coach came over. He said, oh, no, we don't keep score anymore. We just let the kids run and have fun. (laughs) And my husband's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean there's no competition? What do you mean no one's keeping score? So I would love to know, you know, before we even dive into sort of like the, the business side of things, what do you think about that? What do you think about the fact that kids younger, the younger generation, are growing up with the idea that everyone's a winner and i can understand part of it but i think that there's going to be as the years go on something missing in, in when they get into business let's say what do you think
1: well i experienced this firsthand when i went back home to chicago to see my nephews play soccer actually right. my nep- my older nephew right. chase and chase is out on the field you know with his his little fellow teammates and I I looked at my brother-in-law and I said, you know, well, how long does this go and where's the scoreboard? And he said, no, they don't keep score. They just keep going. I said, well, when are the breaks? They don't have any breaks. They just keep going. It's just like an open situation. And my first thought was what is happening right now? Because honestly, and this may offend some people, but I don't care, Catherine, as you know, it's creating a bunch of sissies. I mean, in so many ways. And I say that with such love because Now it's, you know, you're saying, well, you can go out and everyone's winning. And then when they get out into the real world and they have to take on a position in business or whatever, and they're not winning, they're actually having to face fierce competition and they have no idea how to navigate that. Yes. That's not setting them up for success. That's, in my opinion, setting them up for failure. So I thought it was really interesting. I I can understand the other side of it, obviously. But
0: when I look at the
1: bigger picture, I personally wouldn't want that for for my son
0: no and and it's exactly right because as they do emerge into society as someone who's now going to be in business or you know vying for a job and yes you will be against other people because that's how it works maybe a hundred will apply mm-hmm. one person gets it but even trying to get into university these days it's it's quite like that you know 300 people apply but only 80 students get into, you know, this one particular program. And I think that they're not growing up. If they have those ideals that everyone wins, they're going to be sorely disappointed. And it's really not reflective of how things work in the world. Mm-mm. So, you know, so I think we should just sort of dive right in then today. And, you know, now that we all are in business and in, in every industry, why don't you start us off with the way that we can navigate the competition in any business? So it's going to be, we're giving you three points that are very integral,
1: as Catherine said. So number one is going to be stay in your lane and tighten your focus. Yeah. Number two is work the strengths of high achievers into your system and model and modify. And three, adapt a winning mindset by treating your competition well, which law of reciprocity And that's a big one because I think people think, oh my gosh, I can't treat my competition well. I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be able to level up, but it's just the opposite. So we're gonna break these down. And I think, I believe it's really important to first define what integrity really is. Then we can go in and unpack the three tips to winning with it. Definition of integrity, the practice of being honest and showing a consistent and uncompromising adherence to strong moral and ethical principles and values. And now that's going to be different for a lot of people, right? Yeah. What I think is ethical may be different than what somebody else thinks is ethical. Mm-hmm. But being able to break that down, I think it's imperative to define what your group of core values are. Because now once you know what your core values are, then you can just show up from there. It's so yeah. crystal, cl- everything becomes crystal clear. You're, you're, you have clarity on how to navigate that next step and that next process and who you want to surround yourself with in business and in relationships.
0: So that's interesting because, you know, as we do talk about that, number one, stay in your lane, tighten your focus. I, it really does come back to your principles and core values, because if you don't know what those are, how are you staying in your lane? What you're going to be doing, you know, I always sort of align this to like the horse races, you know why do horses wear blinders on when they're running because otherwise their focus will shift to the person who's running or the 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 the, the horse or the, the the rider whoever is running beside them they will see that in their peripheral vision so you do have to know what your values are and that's like you said the integrity comes from that but i think that that is the key to to focusing on your business and in winning, when you are only worried about, are you achieving your goals and objectives? You're not so worried about what the competition is up to because you are laser focused on where you are going and what's ahead on your road. It's important to eliminate your distractions. Therefore, you
1: can feed your strengths. You can start operating at a higher level every day. Yeah.
0: And I think knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are, it helps. I think a lot of people aren't self-aware enough, you know, or honest with themselves saying, okay, so these are my strengths. Maybe I need help with my weaknesses. And we were just talking about this off air, leveraging, right? Mm -hmm. Getting that help and leveraging so often. And I know I have fallen into this as well. Well, I can do everything. I can do it all. I don't need help. Well, actually you do, because there's no way that you can actually handle everything, including what you're really good at. And also never mind even what you're weak at. What about what you don't like doing? Give yourself a plan and how to achieve it. You aren't going to be looking around for the shiny object. You're not going to need it. No, and you're not going to
1: wanna, you don't, you're not gonna care. It really does, it's gonna be irrelevant to your journey. And, you know, when you educate and nourish yourself, you that's when you elevate. So allow yourself that ability to elevate and stay in your lane. That's it. So
0: why don't we move on then to number two, work the strengths of high achievers into your system, model and modify. Why don't you
1: break that down for us? You know, what are they doing well? Mm -hmm. How are they standing out amongst the rest? And what can you do better? I think that's really important. So, you know, what can you deliver to make it more effective? Going deeper into what unique qualities do you possess? As we just spoke about, what are your strengths? Yeah. And if you don't think you can make it better, if you don't think you can show up at a higher level, then as you mentioned as well, maybe you should look into somebody to delegate that task to in order to get there, in order to elevate. Mm-hmm. So comes back to being honest with yourself, very self-aware, but... When you can model and modify, you can start doing things differently that still will get you to that next. I think also understanding
0: your industry really, really well. So often, you know, uh, even if we're talking about real estate or even when someone starts a business, I'm always amazed that, you know, they start someone starts a business but they don't actually learn everything there is to know about that business. Mm-hmm. And so then what happens is they're still left and they're not feeling confident. And I think it's the lack of confidence that makes people start wanting to copy the competition rather than learn from the competition and now go on, on your own lane. So what if you were to model, see what they're doing, you know, maybe it'll spark new ideas that you can then turn into a unique selling proposition or whatever it is that you have for yourself. And now you can take it in a slightly different direction. But I think it starts with the confidence to know that, well, you know what, I think what they're doing is really great, but maybe there's a better way, or maybe I can just one-up it a little bit and now make it a little more tailored toward who I am. So- when you're showing up every day and you're in it, you're like, you said, you're
1: doing all of it. You know, every inside and out of your industry. Yes, That's when those inspirational ideas come to the forefront because you're actually take, you're taking action and you're learning as you go as opposed to just witnessing it. You yes. know, a lot of people will just watch others. They're not taking action and going through their own process. That's where the secret sauce is. That's where you start learning stuff is when you're taking action not when you're just being a bystander and taking it all in. Let's
0: go into real estate for a moment because I'm sure a lot of people listening to us are in real estate. So often agents wonder why, you know, they'll go on a listing presentation and then they get passed over to the other person who came in. What they don't realize is the conversations going on in those listing presentations or even over the phone. Someone who has dive deep into their industry, Understand trends, have been watching the trends for years. They're able to hold an intelligent, valuable conversation with the person on the other end. And just in the simple conversation of five minutes, the person on the other end has understood that that person knows about the industry. They understand the trends, which means now they're going to trust you Mm -hmm. because you have shown that you have value. And I'm sure when you opened your business, the, the health store, it was the same thing. You didn't just unlock a door, look for some random products and put mm-hmm. them on the shelves, right? A lot of research and time and watching the trends, you know, you, you didn't just open a door to just open some random store. You did your research. You decided, you know, we are going in that, in it, the trend is going in that way where people want to be healthier. But real estate, how many people just go and get a license, wonder why after year one or two, they can't seem to create a a business for it. Well, it's because what did you invest into that business, right? It's an investment of time. It's an investment to get knowledge, but they don't do it. And so I think that a lot of that has to do with where we talk about model and modify and we see these high achievers out there. And I think that we can put ourselves into that group because we took the time like those high achievers to learn. I was listening to an interview this morning um, on a, a podcast and Grant Cardone was talking about this and they were talking about why is it that there are people who who manage to save a lot of money in their life, make really great investments. And then there are some people who just live month to month. And no matter what happens, they can't seem to get out of the cycle of month to month. And Grant said, let me tell you the one differentiator between those who do really well in life and those who are just living the month to month. He said the one group were curious and decided to keep reinvesting in themselves and their businesses. And they just kept learning. What's the next thing to learn? Do you understand the industry? Do you understand the trends? And I I think no matter who you were to ever interview in life, it's going to be the same pattern. They were curious to learn how the, 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 the next person did it and how did that person do it and keep going rather than just being satisfied and complacent with how things are today. You and I know that there are people who have been in the real estate industry for years and still conduct their business like they did 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. It
1: can't be done. No, I mean, and and absolutely, you have to be able to invest in yourself because that's going to be the core of, of what's growing. Yeah, You know, it's any high achiever out there is investing in themselves. They're taking that next step. They're taking those calculated risks they understand that is the formula for growth. Yeah,
0: exactly. So number three, adapt a winning mindset by treating your competition well. You mean to tell me we shouldn't be scared? We shouldn't ignore the competition? This is the one that blew my mind when I was listening to
1: you the call from Arate this week with Andy. So he gave a quick story on how when he had his supplement stores, they still do, but Back in the day when they were growing their supplement stores, they had, their whole model was based on like exceptional customer service. But this went to a whole new level that I never thought even I would think of doing it. Somebody called, it was a wrong call. They called in and said, can you tell me where the nearest like auto parts, auto parts store, or I want to get my, you know, car redone. It was something to do with the car. Mm-hmm. And they had called a supplement store and in, and the the person working said, oh, you have the wrong number It hung up, you know. And Andy was there and said, call that person back. Well, they called, they wanted to call an auto store. He said, call them back. So they called this guy back and said, sir, where are you located? They found out where he was located. Well, the nearest store is here. They ended up calling that store, the auto store, set up an appointment for this man to go in and repair his vehicle. And obviously that good deed came back yeah. like no other. This guy ends up being a huge fitness fitness guy. You know, not only does he start purchasing his supplements from their stores and become a lifelong customer. But imagine that story, the power of that story and the reputation built now because of that one choice just to call and do a good deed and to the law of reciprocity, I mean, in, in great waves. Like I just couldn't believe it. Or even having a customer come into their store saying, we don't carry this certain protein powder, but our competitor just two miles down the road does straight direct competitors that they were sending businesses to, yeah. or business to, excuse me. And, you know, just to have that flow of that's the way you operate in business. Yeah. How, how amazing is that? And so I know a lot of us yeah. do show up in grand ways, maybe not that grand, but it definitely shifted my perspective and mindset just going, wow, I, when I think I'm operating here, I'm going, I'm not even close. Like there's so much more I can do to level up. And what a great story. So it was just that kind of recapped um, number three right there. But
0: Well, you know, I think it comes back to what we've talked about many, many times now over the last few episodes. I think a lot of people are still living in the mindset of scarcity. Oh, well, if I'm not getting anything out of, you know, the what's in it for me. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is the what's in it for me isn't always attributed to the person sitting in front of you. When you help someone, I do believe in karma and I do believe it comes back around, but not necessarily from that person. It will come back around some other time, some other way from some other person, I believe. But it's just, it's, it's an abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? without looking for something in return, because I know somewhere down the line, I will have helped someone and it'll come back. One day you're going to need help. You're going to turn around and it's going to be sitting right there for you. I've had it happen countless times. And I know now when I had the brokerage here, I would have people just walking in off the street. I remember this one particular story. This man, what he walked in and my administrator said, Catherine, there's there's a kind of strange looking man in the, in the foyer. And I said, okay, you know, I came out, he was wearing the Hells Angels vest, tattooed all over his face and everywhere. And I said, no, you know what? He showed up here for a reason. I brought him in my office. I said, how can I help you? He was actually going through an issue in trying to lease a premises because possibly people were making a judgment in how he looked, you know, the way that, he his his paperwork was and so on. I gave him tips on how to redo his paperwork, how to get it all in order. I explained to him that there were many places that would rent to him, but he maybe had to look in different areas. He maybe he was looking just in the wrong area, the wrong neighborhood. He got up. His eyes were teary. He said, no one. He said, you haven't asked me for one thing. I said, I'm not here to ask you for anything. I'm just here to help you solve your problem." And he said, okay, so how much can I pay you? I said, I'm not taking your money. I'm just here to give you some advice. He said, you have no idea how how much this is going to come around back to you. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm just here to help. But what I know is somewhere down the line, it will come back. And it will come back, whether it is you know, a business deal, whether it's just, I don't get hit in my car by the grace of God, because I was told to stop somewhere it can come from anywhere. And that's what people don't realize. If you can just keep going through life, being pure, pure intentions, the person in front of you needs help, help them. It doesn't matter if they didn't ask for it. You can still help. You know. I think it's huge in business. And, and I think that that is how businesses do thrive. I think we see a lot of these high achievers and a lot of, we'll call them rich people, you know, billionaires and so on. But I think what a lot of people miss is the good that they do, that we don't hear about, that they do it because they just know that this is how the world works. You know, put good out there. I think that the media loves to tear them apart. But I think when you get to know them and and you and I follow some of these wonderful people, you know, Ed Milet and Andy Frisella and so many others, their hearts are so big that I think that we don't even know the half of what they do. You know, that is good for the world.
1: Servant leadership. I mean, that's where it's at. And that's where, you know, I see myself and I'm sure you do too, you know, being at, and that's, that's what we're here for. We're here to serve and help each other, you know, and it's not that you give to get back. You just give because that's just the right thing to do. And it goes, it circles back to what are your core values? you know, what are your, what are your morals? What are your beliefs? You know, what do you measure things through principles? I mean, that's, it. I cannot make that more clear is that that is the foundation to really determining where you're going to go and grow in business and in relationships
0: in life. It's true. And I think that people, so if we bring it back to that third question where we were talking about treat your competition well, I think what we're saying here is accept that there are other people who also do what you do accept that there are other people who may do it better than you simply because they invested more time and energy to do it better this is what a lot of people don't understand is that it doesn't necessarily mean they're better than you it means that they took the time and maybe made more investment into their business maybe they've paid more in marketing maybe they've paid out more in whatever in their systems and processes. So rather than looking upon them as something negative, you should look at them and use them as a motivation for your business and yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's where the mindset has to shift. Your business will shift when your mindset shifts. Your business will shift when your perspective on the way that you see things shifts. 100%,
1: that's, that's everything I was just gonna say. And that's where it comes. When people are sitting back and judging, it's, it tells you a story about yourself. If you're sitting in judgment, what is that saying to you? You don't believe in yourself. You don't, you feel inferior. You don't feel you can, you know, level up in that, that way. It's so what we've talked about all along too, is doing the inner work, focusing on yourself, go inward, grow, do the day-to-day activities you need to do to start leveling up in your life and in business. And so you're not going to be so concerned about what's going on around you. Yes. You're going to just feed and nourish yourself every single day
0: to become the best version of you. Yes. And that's that's where it's at. And every time you see a, quote, competitor, say to yourself, good for them, how can I learn from them? How can I learn their their strategies? Maybe if I watch, I'll learn something. It may be if I'm not judgmental, like you just said, I will learn. And I too can be in their place. And look at it as they're
1: showing you it's possible. Yes. So, so congratulate yes. them, you know, clap for them yes. because they're showing you, hey, you can be here too. That should just fire you to get going even more. Yeah, I'm happy for everybody who does well. I love seeing, you know, our local agents or far beyond do amazing things, especially when they're people of great integrity. It's a great, great space to be in when you have that
0: mindset. It really is. And it's very freeing Mm -hmm. because there's really not a lot that starts to bother you you know, and when you can just look at, at at people and things and you just look at it with your own. But I think it's exactly like you said, it's got to come back to what are your values and principles? And if you're finding you're struggling, maybe it's because you haven't gotten clear on what those are. And maybe you can't appreciate when someone else is doing better because you haven't figured out what it is that's driving you yet. And until you do, You're still going to have that mindset of being judgmental and the scarcity. And well, why should I help you if I'm not going to get anything in return? That's not going to go anywhere until you can start, you know, staying in your lane, going back right to the beginning, appreciating that there are other people who are doing or where you are. You know, you and I, I'm sure, have both learned lessons in business because we were looking at people who are where we wanted to be. And so we can model the way they're doing it, but then we can also tweak it to be who we are. That's what yeah. the podcast is, right? Exactly, it's, it's us tweaking it to who we are. We're not worried about the other podcasts that are out there. Oh. We know there are fabulous podcasts out there that may talk about very similar topics to us, but that's not what's important to us. In
1: looking at life as uh, the power of collaboration, yeah, that's what we're doing right here, and getting other people to collaborate with to. And that's where you start experiencing insane growth when you start collaborating. Yes. It's not a a solo journey. You know, While, while it's important to be on your journey and experiencing your own growth, it's more powerful, I believe, to collaborate. 100%.
0: So I think we should leave it right there because the power of collaboration is where I think the trend in all businesses is going. We've covered some really great points today which will lead us into a really great show next week. But we will leave that for our little teaser clips during the week on social media. Thank you all for tuning in to us this week, whether you're watching the video, whether you're listening to us on Amazon Music or Apple or Google. We are across the board, even on Spotify. Download us, give us a like, let us know how we're doing. You can always reach out to Chrissy May or Catherine Lukedu. We would love to hear from you. So wishing everyone a wonderful Easter weekend. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. And we'll see you all next week.